Welcome to episode 137 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, Antonio Brown's six-figure deal with Facebook. But first, like we do every episode, we're going to give you a fact about me of the day so you can get to know a little bit more about us. Brian, what's your fact about me of the day? I just confirmed my trip. Um, I am headed out to the National Sports Forum in February. Um, it's uh, it's an awesome, awesome event. Like Basically, every team is there. I haven't made it the last year or two years, but I've been there a bunch of years prior. Um, it's uh, it's going to be exciting. And my bet is that there are some listeners on the show that will also be there. So I'm curious if anybody catches this and it's going to be at NSF, uh, tweet me or let me know. I'd be curious if anybody's going to be out there or if you've been there before. Because if you're in sports, especially on the team side, you've probably been there. My fact about me of the day, last week I just did a Facebook Live on Bacon Sports called The State of the Bacon Address where I dished about everything that is going on in the world of bacon sports, where Crest Media fits in, and how people can get involved. In 2017, my goal is to build a team of talented, passionate people around me. I want to give them opportunities like being part of the sports marketing huddle, helping us grow. So it's a nice segue to today's topic. Antonio Brown has a six-figure deal with Facebook and business is booming. Reports are that the deal is in the high six figures. And Brian, everybody's losing their shit over this. Like, oh my God, what in the world is Antonio Brown doing? Did Facebook make him do this in the Kansas City locker room? But everyone forgets that Antonio Brown is always Facebook living. That's just his brand. But I don't understand why everybody's up in arms because he's not the first athlete to be sponsored by a brand. It just so happens that this is social media. We've seen this a million times with YouTube. Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I don't understand why anyone is shocked on any side of this at all that Antonio Brown would Facebook Live because he does it anyway well before this was ever reported. Um anybody Facebook paying someone to be part of their, you know, content creation or influencers or however you want to categorize Antonio Brown. Like, why is anyone surprised? You and I were talking about it earlier. Like, YouTube's been doing this since day one. Rev share is so on and so forth. Facebook is talking about putting mid-roll ads inside a live, which would mean now there's an actual revenue stream for, um, you know, to uh, uh, rev share for live streams like that. All that stuff's been being talked about for months and months and months and months and months. We know that it's happening as far as how far does Facebook go? What's their rev share? Is this just kind of them testing the waters and like seeing that Antonio Brown super revved up on this and they saw it as a huge opportunity? My guess is yes. Um, you know, where do they draw that line? I don't know. We're going to see how that plays out, but I'm not shocked at all. And quite frankly, I think it's a great move on both sides. Do you think this is only uproar because of the live component? If that if they said, we're just going to sign a video-only deal with Antonio Brown that doesn't have anything to do with Facebook Live, just say he's going to be posting videos, everyone's going to be like, whatever, that doesn't interest me. But because it's live, it's more authentic and people feel... I don't know what could happen. And then is he breaking the rules? And sure, he actually did break the social media policy for the NFL. Hmm. But I, I just think that it's absurd. And I start to think about, are we going to start seeing more creators? Like, do you have to be at Antonio Brown's level of an athlete 
or will we start to see lower tiered athletes starting to get deals with Facebook Live? Because I assume Facebook has it built in where they know they're going to spend a certain amount of dollars and they're going to get X amount of return in attention and or mid-roll sponsorships. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's still the very early stages of this. I don't think that they're going to start jumping right down to the smaller size athletes, at least not at this stage. I mean, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface of seeing what is in Facebook's playbook, which is, hey, let's get some people with big names. Let's actually financially partner up with them so we're doing stuff that's official. Um I think we're going to start to see a little bit more of that over the next three to six months. And then if it starts to become successful and they prove the case study that, yes, like not only is this gravitating more people back towards the Facebook platform, but we're getting more people not only to engage in live, but to do live. Yes, mid-roll ads are working. Yes, it's profitable. Then, of course, Facebook's going to scale it up. I mean, they prove that over and over and over again. But at the same time, how, many, how much stuff has Facebook done over the last few years that was like cool for a little while or they did it for three months or six months or 12 months and it's no longer there? Like what happened to the whole sports section of Facebook? I mean, you, I think you can maybe kind of still sort of get to it, but that was a big thing for a while. That's no longer there. So this is like anything else that Facebook is doing. They are testing it. They're seeing what they can get out of it and then what that gives back to the community. And if it's value enough, they go all in. And if it's not, forget it. And they move on to the next thing. Random quick tangent, Brian. You know what pisses me off about Facebook is the lack of discovery. That one thing that YouTube as a creator has always done better is I always feel like it's much easier to get discovered on YouTube than it is on Facebook. Do you think that's something that's going to ever change? Because it's a very obvious thing. Like when I see people using hashtags on Facebook, I can get it if you're like hashtag Sunday fun day because that's just sort of what we do. But other than that, like I've never clicked on hashtag Steelers to see what everybody's posting. You know, that's the interesting thing I think about Facebook from a platform on this perspective. One is if you if you look at YouTube, YouTube was really designed to be a distribution network for video, right? So yeah, you can put your account to private and people do. But the vast majority of users on YouTube are set to be public because you're on there because you want to use it as a distribution hub for the stuff that you want other people to see. So naturally, it's searchable. And of course, you know, being that it's owned by Google, a search company, that's obviously a very large consideration for that business model. Facebook side, Facebook started really more as this, you know, private platform of your own little mini community. So you're private unless you connect with somebody else that you know or want to know, and then they're part of your little community and your network. That's how the whole thing functions. So now we're in this like hybrid state of, well, Facebook's going all in on video. They say it's important. They know it's important. They're making the right investments. There's live. Um, there's now the video section, the tab on, on Facebook app itself to just look at videos. The question's going to become, do the privacy settings, being that people got into Facebook not to be completely public, does that become an issue? And is Facebook going to come up with a way to either skirt that or make it make more sense? Now, the one thing that I know, because I'm paying close attention to it, is if you go to the video section, obviously they kind of have it categorized um, based on people you follow, videos, types of videos you watch. But then there's stuff of like, hey, this could be interesting to you. So I'm getting stuff served up like Insider and a bunch of dog videos because that's all. Anytime I'm ever on Facebook outside of business, the only things I watch. But, um, you know, so they are pushing brand content that way, publisher content that way. So if it's a private account that wants to do that and you want to be found, 
you're probably going to be left out. But at the same time, is it ingenious to where now you need to have a public profile or public page or, you know, a vlog page or a brand page or whatever it might be where now you post your public video and content? Like for me, for example, I have two pages. I have my personal account that I'm only friends with people that I've been connected with for, you know, nine years, eight years. And then I have my business page, which is the stuff that I post totally publicly and also put paid advertising behind and promote stuff and so on and so forth. So I do play that double game, though for me personally, I'm all in on the business side, so I don't really do anything on my personal page. Um, But I think that's a consideration that both the user is going to have to consider and Facebook as well if they want to create the ability for people to find and search for videos more easily. So what's your takeaway from Antonio Brown landing a six-figure deal with Facebook? Oh, my takeaway from this. Well, if Facebook's making that kind of investment, we already know this and I've talked about this ad nauseum. It's a really good indicator to me where Facebook sees the marketplace going. Facebook knows that video is it, period, end of story. Live video is the second tier of that. That's why they're making the investment. They're not going to put that kind of money. They're not spending mid to high six figures on one person to do some live streams every once in a while, maybe create some controversy. They're not paying that level of cash unless they think that in the long run, this is where it's going to be. So they are starting to position the game to head that direction. So if I'm a marketer or a content creator or a team, I'd be paying real damn close attention to my video content strategy and making sure that not only am I thinking about you know my webpage and, and, and YouTube, I would be very much putting most of my energy onto Facebook. And me personally, I am. I completely agree with you. And I, I don't remember, I'm not gonna get this exactly right, but I saw something that was like in the next three to five years, like 75% of Facebook posts are gonna be video. Yeah. And it makes complete sense. We're, in a, we're a very visual society. You don't need to just read things. I'd rather experience them and see them. So brings to today's action item. I want you guys listening to this to do one Facebook Live video if you have not done one yet. I don't care what it's about. I don't care if you're a brand, if you're personal, do it and experience it. Why? Because you'll learn. It's the same reason why I say do one Snapchat geo filter because you'll completely understand everything, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't care about that. Get get rid of the fear part of your brain and just do it because all of a sudden someone's going to be like, yeah, Brian, I loved your Facebook Live. And you're like, oh my God, I got positive feedback. And guess what? It's fun and authentic and you've got to work on training that side of your brain. It's not saying that you have to become a live performer. I just want you to feel what it's like so you can understand what marketers are experiencing because that's what your consumers are consuming. Love it. Go do it.